Hey guys, welcome back to A Plot of Confusion. And let me tell you, things in the world today are very, very confusing. It's like every time you turn around, there's some something crazy going on. In the United States, they just were having their elections. And every time you turn around, there was some type of thing being saying, hey, if you don't do this, you don't... If if you don't don't vote this way, this this horrific thing is going to happen to you. If you don't vote this way, another horrific thing is going to happen to you. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about end time prophecies. It got me thinking about how can we tell the the, the day and the season that we're in. Uh, just in the headlines of the news, just in the last couple of days, um, where you have people that are sitting watching um, prophecy. They're looking for you know prophecy from the scriptures from the Bible. And I do the same thing. But one thing that just that just puzzled me and just just made me have to stop for a second was the fact that just recently, just recently, 700 whales died in the past three weeks. Unprecedented death of tens of millions of birds. This, this is all true. This is stuff that mainstream media is not covering. And for me, it's, it's kind of like saying, why? Why do you have nearly 500 whales die in, in New Zealand? Why is it that nearly over 200 whales died in Tasmania? Why is it that 47 million birds died of the avian flu in Europe and then 50 million uh, birds died of the avian flu in America? I mean, these numbers are staggering. You have to sit there and be, and just look at it and go, what's going on? What's happening? What's causing this to be? It is absolutely mind-boggling when you sit back and you start recognizing that there are species that is being found, but there's also species that are going extinct. For me, it takes me back to the book of Hosea. The, the scripture really says a lot about God's people. He, he says this to him in, in the fourth chapter. And the sixth verse says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I reject you from being a priest for me. And since you have forgotten the law, the covenant, the Torah of your God, Jehovah, I also forgot your children. For my people are destroyed in lack of knowledge. It is as if we have at our fingertips knowledge as if we've never had it before. Right at our fingertips that we could look and see these events happening and that we as individuals could do stuff to prevent this. Maybe coming together. Maybe not polarizing one another. Maybe not trying to be divine and conquer, but Take a look at these events and say, what's happening here? Now, on top of this, on top of this, it tells me that we are in what's known as the birthing pains, where a woman who is in labor, she has the birthing, uh, birthing pains. It, it leads up to the child to be born. Um, and for me, I don't look at as the end times is going to be right now, right around the corner. No, I look at the end times as being an event 
that starts and when that event gets there there's no turning from it there's no way to turn around from it and that I do think that we are on the collision course of these events in a way that we have not seen in anyone's lifetime you have right now uh, things are being said in Israel right now you have a new leadership has taken hold and that you have the Jordanians the Jordans you have uh, the people on the Temple Mount given final warnings to changing the status quo on the uh, Dome of the Rock changing it where people that are in Israel could go up there and worship that they are saying if you change this you're, there's going to be consequences and as right now where Israel is allegedly saying that they have their Messiah and they're in talks with him even as I'm doing this podcast and I sit there and go these are all signs pointing in the direction that mankind is looking to bring about his own demise and that we are doing this to ourselves in, a, in, in, in every way, shape, form, or fashion. This is not an outside source or outside hand that is causing this. This is us as humans causing this. And I do understand as a Christian that, you know, until the anointing when Jesus Christ, Yahushua Mashiach, comes back, then all things are trying to bring broker peace in this world is going to fall on deaf ears. But something popped also up in the news that, that kind of made my ears ring. And that was Israel sitting there and hitting Damascus with rockets, saying that they're trying to st- stop drone building from the Iranians and so they bombed Damascus now why does this stand out it's because it's the same politics that took place back in the United States in uh, the 2013s, 2014s and it brings to mind the scripture one of which that I personally have looked at and studied and it says and the burden of Damascus behold Damascus is taken away from being a city it shall be a ruinous heap the cities shall be a ruinous heap let that thing sink in it is if they were starting to rebuild in Damascus that they were on the verge of starting to kind of get back to some way of normalcy in that area and what takes place Israel bombs Israel carries out airstrikes on Syria capital of Damascus southern suburb late Friday and a first such a uh, attacks in more than months serious state media reported there were no casualties in the strikes thank you Jesus but it shows that it is still making Damascus a ruinous heap. Damascus is one of the oldest cities in the world. And yes, it's been conquered time and time again. And the thing that always stands out to me, though, is the fact it says it's a ruinous heap. 
And if you saw what it looked like after the bombs fell in 2013-2014, that's exactly what Damascus was. A ruinous heap. And the seed of Damascus again, again, is in the news as it is being bombarded again by missiles. Makes you wonder if we're seeing again the ruinous heap. Things are happening, and there's like a this huge commit a collision course of mankind with the end times. And the verse 17 of chapter Isaiah, Isaiah chapter uh, 17, it says, An oracle concerning Damascus. Behold, Damascus will cease to be a city and will become a heap of ruins. A heap of ruins. Has these things taken place? Have they happened? Yes. And yet, we're still seeing these things unfolding before our eyes. Not only do you have this, but how do you know if this is Bible prophecy? Because there's been many times that Damascus has been destroyed. But nothing in the detail that we're getting now about how Damascus has been destroyed and constantly becomes a ruinous heap. It is as if we're seeing signs and wonders in front of our eyes saying, hey, pay attention to the times that you're in. Pay attention to these events. It's as if God is ringing a bell saying, listen, don't turn a blind eye to this. Listen and pay attention. As you're now seeing things in Russia, you know Gog and Magog. Russia now controls most of Ukraine's Black Seas coast, while Turkey and NATO relations are faltering. Prophecy again that comes from what's known as the King of the uh, the Kings of the North prophecy. You also have events taking place again in Russia where they are letting you know that there's no stopping them in their um, in their movements towards controlling Ukraine completely. You have President Putin's prophetic statements regarding America and the real agenda behind current world affairs. On September 30th, the Russian President Vladimir Putin gave a speech to both chambers of the Russian parliament about the parts of Ukraine into annexing parts of Ukraine into Russia. In that speech, he made very prophetic statements concerning America that God prophesied would take place in the end times. This is what the president had to say. The West is ready to cross every line to preserve the neo-colonist system which allows it to live off the world. To plunder it, it thinks to dominate domination of the dollar. Technology. To collect and attribute tribute from humanity. This criticism imparts of them forced all countries to surrender to their 
sovereignty to the United States. In certain countries, the ruling elites are in control of the banks, in control of the political agenda, and in control of many, many of our forces. You also have a thing that's coming where you have the Pope is saying, let's let's talk about peace. Let's talk about peace. But instead, what they are doing is now passing laws in America based on the values of the Pope. The road to the Sunday laws, which was talked about in September 22. But no one's listening to these things or paying attention to these things. Because we have become numb. We are a generation that the signs and wonders are before us. And that technology is at our fingertips. And we can look these things up ourselves. But we choose not to because why so many people have cried. Wolf, so much they have cried wolf so much that now nobody will is willing to listen, even if there is a wolf at the door. I'm not saying that tomorrow or next week or the week after next that the end times is coming. What I am going to convey to you is that we are supposed to be vigilant. We are supposed to be watchers on the wall. As a watcher on the wall back in the ancient times, his duty was to constantly survey his surroundings. As he surveyed his surroundings and was looking at his surroundings, it was his responsibility to recognize if that was a friend or a foe. And sometimes it would be at the point where it was almost at the non Uh, not able to be determined but you would have to make the assumption on whether this was a friend or a foe and if you were in a time where your nation was under siege in some shape form or fashion you were more inclined to say that the sojourner that was coming in the distance was more maybe a villain more of a enemy to your to your uh, settlement, to your country. And you were more willing to throw out alarms to that individual as they were coming closer and closer to the gates for them to declare whether or not they are an enemy or a friend. But so long many people have done these setting the dates that many people look at it as folktale and foolish talk but Russia's ready says Russia is ready to open the door for dialogue with guess who America and the Vatican the Kremlin announced that Russia is ready to talk with Pope Francis and the United States to find a solution to the war of Ukraine as reported by the out the end news these reports come from a letter from Rome and uh, in, in its Wednesday edition. The Kremlin is ready to open diplomatic channels with the United States and the Pope. 
If you see this and you're sitting there telling me that the Vatican, why is the Vatican and America at the center of so much that's happening in the world? You have to sit there and go, well, the Vatican, isn't that a Christian group? No, it's not. It has, does not follow what the book tells us. But yet, but yet, so much of these things has taken place. If you think the Vatican is just a spiritual, in a part of a, like a, a church, so to speak, a, a one that people go to on Sundays, you would be very much mistaken. The Vatican's hands and everything. And I find it interesting that Russia is willing to address this to the Vatican and to America. That the two seem to be in the same alliance, the Vatican and the United States. One in which the president of Russia recognizes he must have talks with both of them for there to be a unity and an agreement of the decision to take place on these dialogues between the two. Why is the Pope now looked to be as strong as ever, but yet is supposed to be just a spiritual leader, correct? You would think so, but that's not the case. The two powers will cause the world to take the mark, is some headlines. The Christian world will learn what Roman Catholicism really is when it is too late to escape the snare. She, the papal Rome, is suddenly growing into power. Her doctrines and her influence is everywhere. That the men's hearts are like, but isn't that just another version of the Church of Christ Jesus? If you take a look at the actual teachings of the, uh, the Vatican and what comes out of Rome, you would recognize that they do not match up to the New Testament at all. You'll recognize that they match up more with the whore Babylon. They match up more with the, the one of the false prophets. The other thing that gets me and makes me sit and look and ponder is the fact that Israel says they have their Messiah that they're talking to. And that they've been in leagues and in discussions with him about the coming of the new world. People also look at the book of Exodus and God, Yehovah, sent ten plagues to Egypt to convince Pharaoh to release God's people from slavery. And the strong power that, that was Egypt refused to look at the signs, refused to hearken to the watchers on the wall. And in doing so, found itself placed under three days of darkness placed under a curse placed under the loss of the firstborn people 
you always have these events that stand before you, but so many people refuse to just open up their Bibles. It's amazing. The Bible is still the number one bestseller on the, on the, in the books. It's the number one bestseller. And it's one of the number one bestsellers that no one is reading. I think they believe that if they buy the book and they leave it on their coffee table, that that means that they have become holy or brought about some divine intercession, that it's because they have the book in their house, that automatically means that they are from and a part of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, which is not the case. I am not saying that the end times are going to happen tomorrow. But I am saying that as a watchman on the wall, we have to be more vigilant. Being judgmental or, or attacking others is not what we're supposed to be doing. But at the same time, we are not to be convert, converted like the world. We're not to look like the world. And somewhere in, the, in, the, in, the, in our way of thinking... Telling someone that they're spiritual, that they that their walk is not is not godly, it's not something that the Creator uh, will look to. We are now to sit there and pretend as if Jesus would accept all sin, which Jesus did not. We're to sit here and ask if Jesus would not have rectified or said to. The people, you must repent. But listening to that and me saying that, all that does now is make the people that are listening turn off the podcast. We're sitting here wanting to live in a time in which we all can be kumbaya, hand in hand. But we fail to realize that if we don't have watchmen on the walls, the enemy will sneak in. And brothers and sisters, hasn't the enemy already snuck in? Hasn't it always been the case now more than ever that the sheep, the wolf in sheep's clothing is prevalent in every aspect of our world today? How is it that telling people to repent, telling people that they must be ready because the enemy is at the door. But instead, we want to act as if, oh, that's not our enemy. We just have different views of the same thing. Even though if I don't uh, in line with their views, then they attack me. They attack. It's interesting it says in those last days that what they call evil will be called good and what is called good will be called evil. Jesus gives us a parable after the great tribulation of those days. The sun will be darkened. This goes back to referring to what happened in the book of Exodus where darkness fell upon Egypt. The moon shall not give its light. The stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man. 
and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven great power and great glory and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other so many things it tells us so many warnings to look at but yet for some reason we don't recognize that there is a tribulation coming and as that tribulation is coming and we sit here and do nothing to prepare ourselves then what is surely to come is where we are overtaken I don't think people are any longer hot for Christ or cold for Christ. I think everyone has become lukewarm. One in which says he will spew you out of his mouth. And I'm not sitting here saying that you have to think that the, that the end time is going to be tomorrow or the next day. But you are to be vigilant and to recognize the signs. As prophecy at the edge, uh, the edge of history, Damascus is one of those things that talks about it becoming a ruinous heap, fully ruined. Many times Damascus has been taken over. Many, many times it has been. But only in this age has it been and has become a ruinous heap. And that the events that took place after Damascus is a ruinous heap, it is to pave the way for the Antichrist to make his appearance. I don't find it a coincidence that as the world is turning upside down, where Russia is coming from the north and Gog and Magog are making their way, you have the red heifer is now in Israel and what is the red heifer? The red heifer comes out of the book of Numbers, out of the 19th chapter, out of the second book. Tell the people of Israel to bring you a red heifer without defect, in which there is no blemish, and on which a yoke has never come. You shall give it to Elziar, the priest, and it shall be taken outside the camp, slaughtered before him, Elziar the priest shall take some of his blood with his finger and sprinkle some of his blood towards the front of the tent of meeting seven times. The red heifer is the, prepa- the preparation to bring about the cleansing of the vessels for the temple to be built. Before the sacrifices are to again but yet, yet it tells us in the book of Daniel that, again, dealing with knowledge, that it, that at those times when the sacrifice is taken away, when the sacrifice is taken away, well, when's the sacrifice been taken away? It was taken away after Jesus Christ walked the earth. After Jesus Christ walked the earth. But yet, instead of people paying attention and going, Hey, we, we, we need to understand the time and the season we're in. 
And instead, our brothers and sisters in Israel have been in a state of confusion, not realizing they have not recognized their Messiah. It's interesting as we come to the end times, it tells us the time of the end in the book of Daniel. It lets us know. And those who turn many uh, to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words, seal the book till the time of the end. Make sure uh, run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Knowledge is increasing, but yet we are destroyed for our lack of knowledge. Not only this, but as animals around the world are literally dying off. Another prophecy that comes is out of the book of Hosea. It says, Therefore the land mourns, and all that dwell in languish, and also the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, and even the fish of the sea are taken away. Rapidly we're seeing animal die-offs. Again, being a watcher on the wall, making you aware of this, It's to not sit here and tell you that the end times are coming or the end times are here, but to tell you to be prepared because there is a season for everything. As a watcher on the wall would sit here and look at these signs and have to make a judgment call, would have to sit there and choose if this is the time to ring the bell, to let them know that the enemy is at the gate, or to sit quietly and just keep doing what we're already doing. To not to pay attention to the signs that's around us that are unfolding, but just sit there and say, no, we have a little bit more time. We have a little bit more time. But do we? Do we? See, in Zechariah chapter 14, it says, Behold, the day is coming for the Lord Yahuwah, when the spoils taken from you will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle on that great, that city shall be taken, and the house plundered, and the women raped. Half of the city shall go out into exile. But the rest of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord Yahuwah will go out and fight against those nations as he fights on a day of battle. On that day his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives and lies before Jerusalem on the east and the Mount of Olives shall be split in to from east to west a very wide valley so that one half of the mountain shall be moved northward and the other half southward just letting you know that when he comes it's going to be relevant it's going to be recognizable there's going to be no way you could miss it but there are other signs that we have We have other signs that are unfolding. As each trumpet gets blown in the book of Revelation, 
you have these events that's taking place as these end time events are happening to get us prepared. In chapter 3, verse 14, it says, And to the angel of the church of Laodicea, write these words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. That is the church today. We want to be lukewarm. We don't want to be too hot. We don't want to be too cold. We just want to ride down the middle. We don't want to admit that the signs and be the watchers of the wall saying, Listen, people. Listen. These signs are unfolding. Whether we like it or not, they have been foretold. In a text that's over 2,000 plus years old. You have another thing that is unfolding before us. Is that we have the AI. It's interesting the book of Revelation chapter 13 verse 15 says. It was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast. So the image of the beast might even speak. And calls those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. You have an idol that is brought to life. That is something that had not been done. They had carved out their idols. They prayed to their idols. And maybe their idols would hum. And maybe their idols would move a little bit. But the idols would not be where it, it mirrored a human being. The scripture says that it will be an image. It will mirror. It will have even to be able to speak. And that if you don't worship it, he will be able to hunt you down. The beast system, you couldn't hide from the beast system. The beast system will hunt you down. And it caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on their right hands or on their foreheads. You can't tell me that when you have the Vatican and you have other world leaders sitting there that we're going to go to uh, cryptocurrency, paving the way where you have Russell Crowe, where they're all sitting there saying, they're talking about going to digital money. So if you don't get in line with the views of the people that are in power. You might go to the grocery store and they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, your account has been uh, revoked. You'll be sitting there puzzled. But yet, they'll bring to your mind saying, hey, you didn't get this done. You didn't take that shot. You didn't do this. Instead, because you were outspoken on this matter, doesn't politically match up, so hey, sorry. See, there is going to be a point where you have to choose. See, the mark of the beast is also why it refers to the right hand of the forehead. It means you give up your authority, and you give up your free will. 
How many times do people give up their free will so they can collect their paycheck to be able to put food on the table? How many people sit there and have moral convictions not to do something, but because they need that paycheck to put food on the table, they will allow their morals to be trampled on. See, it's interesting that you have a society and a event that's taking place that really puts that this image is in control. And the worlds today are dealing with the fastest recession ever on record. And that this recession is leading so fast and rapidly to what could be the changing of the guard with money as we know it. You see that the currency of the U.S. dollar is, is an everyday inflation is destroying the American dollar. Where you have other countries going to the yen and other avenues and now to uh, cryptocurrency. They're already looking for other avenues to get away from the petrodollar, to get away from the U.S. dollar. Can't buy or sell unless you take the mark. If you came and told me that this was going to happen 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'd have been like, there's no way. There's no way. We're not there yet. But ever since 2020, if it has taught me anything, as 2020 has taught me that rapid change can happen overnight where you think you would have a whole generation to wait for that event to take place. You have a whole generation to sit there and say, well, you know, while the the world is the way it is, I have a whole, it's not going to be in my lifetime am I going to see Bible prophecy unfold. You would be able to say, it's not in my lifetime, and you would be able to kick the bucket down a little bit further down the road. Not wanting to pick it up, not wanting to address it, but just keep kicking it down the road. Well, guess what? We have come to a dead end. The world and mankind has come to a dead end. You can't kick it any further down the road because there's no road to kick it to. There are people that are telling you, wake up. Get prepared. Many things happen Whenever Egypt would not, would not bend to the will of God. And in doing so, in doing so with the last, the last plague. For I will go and pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment, for I am the Lord Yahuwah. The blood shall be 
a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see that blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. God gives us warnings. God gives us warnings. He lets us know how to be passed over the judgment that's coming. How we can be passed over the calamity that's about to happen. For me, and I hope for you listening, now more than ever, if you don't know who Jesus is, today's the day. I can't sugarcoat it anymore. I can't sit here and keep kicking the bucket down the road. It's up to you. Who do you choose this day? I pray that you recognize these signs. And that you get yourself together, you and your family, and get your house in order. And that you look at the Passover lamb that is Jesus Christ to cover your sins. So that the judgment will pass over you. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies in the corner. God bless.